It's Monday. Don't you press that snooze button. It's time to get up and let's make this happen. Monday Matters Podcast with Pastor Rashad Burden. If you need to follow him, go ahead and hit him up on Instagram, Pastor Burden, or send him an email at pastorburden at iclouds.com. Let's get into today's message. Seven, thirty-six, and down. Where the Lord reads this way, it says, "When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, so she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume." Pharisee who had invited him saw this. He said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Teacher, tell me, he said. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the women, Your faith has saved you. Go. Allow me to speak to you for a short moment on the sermon and subject title, Pardon the Interruption. Pardon the Interruption. Father, not my words, but your words, not my will, but your will. Give me strength to lift up Jesus, never in remembrance of me, but always in remembrance of him. In his name I pray, amen and amen. (laughs) Pardon the Interruption. Um... I think it's worth saying that if you truly follow Jesus, you will find yourself in the company of an array of different people. I think it's worth noting that if you truly follow Jesus, that he will allow you to encounter people that you never thought that you would have in your company. Uh, I would dare say that you should not invite Jesus into your life or much less into your house if you don't want sketchy people in your house or in your home. Because if we read Luke correctly, Jesus is prone to attract sketchy people. If we read Luke correctly, Jesus is often surrounded by 
sinners and outcasts, the riffraff of society. And it is a challenging reality that if our circle does not include at least a few sketchy people, <laughs> we may not be following Jesus. Oh, Simon found out on this day that Jesus attracts an intriguing group of people, an intriguing people. The Bible says that Simon invites Jesus, even though Simon was a Pharisee, he invited Jesus into his house. And the Bible says that when he got there, that when he got there, that there was someone else who followed him. And the Bible says that it was a woman. And this woman had lived a life, had lived a life that was not one that people would want to talk about, but everyone happened to know about. And this woman followed Jesus. And she followed Jesus, and it did not matter. And I think that it's worth learning from this woman. It did not matter to this woman whose house it was. It did not matter to this woman <laughs> whether or not she was invited. All that mattered to this woman was that she needed to thank Jesus for what he had done for her and what he could do for her. And it intrigues me, it intrigues me even in this moment that this woman does not thank Jesus for what he has already done, but he thanks, for, thanks him for what he's able to do. She hears that he's God and she knows that God is able to wipe every tear from your eye. She knows that he is God and that he is able to wash away all of your sins. And she says that I don't care what is in my way. I am going to give God thanks for what he's done for me. And she determines in her spirit that regardless of what gets between her and her God, what, regardless of what gets between her and Jesus, she will not allow any obstacle to stop her praise, to stop her thanksgiving. And I think that, that we all can take a word, we all can take a lesson, all can take a, a page out of her book and learn that when God when we know that God is good, that he is worthy not only to be praised, but he's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our adoration. I don't know about you, but I, I've come to the conclusion that this woman had realized that God had given her something that she could not pay back. And that's significant because I don't know about you, but when was the last time you paid your oxygen bill? When was the last time you, you even thought about inhaling and exhaling? But God has been so gracious and his word lets us know that let everything to let everything that has breath praise the Lord I don't know about you but like this woman every once in a while it just gets good to me how good God has been and how gracious he has been towards me that he has done for things for me that I could never pay back he has done things for me and my family that I could never repay him for because he has been so good and when you get to that point you can begin to empathize with this woman and say that no matter who's in my way, I am going to get to Jesus. Can I just pause and slow down for a second there and let someone know that maybe you haven't gone to church in a while and you haven't gone there because of the people. You haven't gone there because of the singing. You haven't gone there because of the pastor or the preaching. And I've just come to set the record straight that you don't show up in a place where God is for the people. You show up in a place where God is for, the, for, for, for God himself because Jesus is there. And when you make 
the adjustment, the mental adjustment to show up to church, to show up for worship in the morning, to worship in your car, to worship when you get home. You don't do it for the, for the recognition of people. You don't do it because so-and-so isn't here or so-and-so is here. Talk to me, Lord. You do it because God has been good to you. You don't sing praises so that people can say that you have a great voice. You don't preach sermons so that people can think you're a great preacher. You don't, you don't, you don't speak an encouraging word so that people will think you're a nice person. You do it because God has been good. Because God has been faithful. I wish I had one or two people who could empathize with this woman. When you really realize how good God has been, it doesn't matter what other people think about you. You are willing to interrupt any gathering if God is there. This woman, <laughs> this woman heard that Jesus was there. This woman heard that Jesus was there and she just had to get there. And the Bible says that she shows up and because she's not invited and because of the lifestyle she has lived, she causes a commotion, but she doesn't care. And she doesn't just cause any type of commotion, any type of interruption. The Bible says that this woman has a, a alabaster bottle, a, a, a bottle of perfume. <laughs> and she has the audacity to open this thing up, to break this thing open, and to pour it on Jesus. And she's crying because of the goodness of God and because she knows that she is now a daughter of God. And, and, and the people are talking, the people are whispering, and Simon has the audacity to say in his spirit, if Jesus was really who he said he is, if this man was really a prophet, he would know the type of woman who is near him. And Jesus takes this opportunity. He takes this one personally. He says, Simon, can I talk to you for a second? And he tells him this parable about men, about these men who owed money, one 500 and the other 50 denarii. And he asks, which one, which one, which one will love the one who forgave them more? And Simon and said, well, the one who was forgiven more. And uh, Jesus says, listen, this woman, <laughs> this woman has not, from the moment I come, came into your house, has not, has not, has not stopped kissing me. You didn't even greet me when I walked into your door. You didn't give me water to wash my hands, but this woman is watching my feet with her tears. You hadn't offered me anything, but this woman is pouring out her heart and this perfume onto me. And he, Jesus Jesus says those, 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 those sharp words. The one who has been forgiven much loves much. Can I just let you know this? That maybe if your, if your life is a little loveless, maybe it's because you don't really know what God has done for you. Jesus says that the person who's able to love much is the one who knows that they've been forgiven much. Maybe our problem is not that we, not that we have everything together. Maybe our problem is that we think we do have everything together because the person who thinks they've got it all together doesn't see the need for the forgiveness of God and when you haven't received the forgiveness of God it's hard for you to be gracious it's hard for you to be patient it's hard for you to be kind because you don't realize that if it had not been for God that you wouldn't be breathing right now that your very that your very being is dependent on him that you are a sinner saved by grace and for us to look at anybody cross-eyed and say why are are they here? Why do they have to do all that? 
We don't really know what God has done for us because we would be losing our minds too. We would be in tears. We would be causing a commotion. We would be interrupting the party. This woman said, God has been so good to me. I can't help but be in his face. I can't help but be at his feet. This woman is who I want to be. I want to go to Jesus and pour out my heart because he's been so good to me. He's done things for me. (laughs) He's done things for me. And you want to know what's different about this woman from the other people in the Bible? This woman's testimony is something that everybody now knows about. People don't have to guess (laughs) what's been done for her. Because they all, after Jesus says that he's forgiven her, say, oh, who is this man that even forgives sins? The people knew what this woman's sins were. And now her testimony is one that she doesn't have to say anything about. And I don't know about you, and I'll end right here. I think that I have some testimonies in my life that I don't even gotta say anything about. You can just look at me and know that God has been has been good to me. Does anybody out there have any testimonies that they don't have to say anything about? Does anybody out there have any testimonies that you don't even have to murmur about? You can just raise your hands. You can just live your life and people can see. Oh, God's been good to them. Oh, God's done a lot to them. Oh, they're so loving because God brought them through. I have, I have some testimonies. I have some blessings in my life that I don't need to say anything about because God has been so good that you can look at me and see. Ah, I'm just so glad that God does so much for us that there's no interruption that we have to be pardoned for. We There's no interruption that we have to apologize for, that there's no praise, there's no worship that comes from our lips that we have to say I'm sorry for because he's worthy. <laughs> I wish I had one or two people who knew what it meant when, when we say that God is worthy to be praised. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our adoration. He's worthy of our interruption. Father, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that when everybody else wanted us to shut up, you were taking it all in. Father, when everyone else wanted us to get out, you were drawing us in. We don't have to pardon the interruption because you're worthy of the interruption. Thank you, Father. In your name I pray, amen. like what you heard right what i need you to do is one subscribe to this podcast two share it with somebody don't be greedy now three i need to join sop's social media family instagram sop underscore ministry hcl facebook and youtube sop ministry hcl get our original songs available on all streaming media you want to give us a financial donation to help push this cause forward? We appreciate that. Send us that cash app at dollar sign SOP Ministry HCL. Be blessed, family. See y'all next week.